two of the sport's most respected fighters step back into the octagon this weekend to compete for the welterweight title. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crosshaw with me as always. Chase, how are you feeling on this swell Sunday morning? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, what is going to happen here in, you know, six and a half, seven hours. Uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday as us recording. So obviously you're going to know the result, um, you know, when this comes out. But we don't know it quite yet. So, you know, I'm excited for the game. Got, got a little bit of money on it. So hopefully I can win a little bit and make the day even better. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so very excited for the Super Bowl. The one unfortunate thing is our buddy Davey, we talked about him in the last episode. Uh, He was going to go to the movie theater to try to reserve seats the day of because an imagine, uh, I don't know, like Facebook associate, I guess, told him that that would be the best plan. So he went there and unfortunately, you can't reserve and so we're going to have to go about an hour early before the doors open, sit in, what is it, like 20 degrees out snowing. So uh, that's a little unfortunate, but I mean, I think the overall experience in a movie theater should be excellent. So I'm willing to do that. Yeah, me too. It's going to be super cool. You know, it's just on a screen that big. It's just so unique. I hope I hope that they got like, I hope they don't have the game just like blaring super loud, but have it at a good volume, you know, it's good surround sound on that screen. It, it would just be such a cool, unique experience. I, I, I really hope that there's no issues. Yeah, absolutely. And he even sent up a, a sign that said $5 giraffes and $5 pizzas. So I, I think they're personal pizzas, but, um, I don't care. That, that's, yeah, that's quite, that's quite the deal. Uh, going to be excited to see what happens. And, we want to know what you guys did for the Super Bowl. So if you would, let us know. Uh, you can tweet at, tweet at us at Bolts Broadcast on Twitter. Uh, let us know how you guys enjoyed the night. And obviously, uh, if you were happy or sad with the result, obviously we will most likely know by the end of the night if our Tampa Bay podcast viewers is happy with the result or not because – Obviously, we assume most of you guys are rooting for Tom Brady, the GOAT, um, but I digress. Chase, we got a good episode today. We're going to be looking at 
a, a game review and preview. We did pretty well over the last couple of games. Uh, then we're also going to be looking at a switch and COVID testing. Going to be talking some more schedule changes and then a possible trade. But we'll start off with our Tampa Bay Lightning. And we look really good, especially at home. Yeah, I mean, we officially remain undefeated so far th- through the season at home. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, we, we all know how well the team's been doing. Uh, it's just, you know, an extra add little factor that they're doing so well at home. You know, it kind of goes to what we talked at the beginning of the year. We we knew this team was going to be in a major dis- or major advantage, excuse me, in this division. Uh, you know, it, it was kind of weak. There's a little bit of competition, but really not much. And it's showing so far. It's showing that Tampa's just really a superior team in this division and no one's going to have a chance you know florida's playing well too but when it comes down to the end of the year tampa's going to be very heavily in the lead yeah and we have versed uh not the best teams thus far we're gonna have you know three pretty good teams here um mid and later on in february but um it's it's looked pretty nice so far we've beaten teams like nashville uh, we have yet to verse the Dallas Stars, who we faced in the Stanley Cup champs and uh, the Stanley Cup championship last year. So uh, I'm excited to see what we can do against harder competition. But I would have to agree, it looks like we're uh, far and above everyone else at the moment. And this next Florida matchup, so excited to talk about that. But of course, before a game preview, uh, we want to look back at a couple games that we had over the past week and. That's with the Red Wings. Now, Chase, you and I both expected a 2-0 sweep over the Red Wings. That's exactly what happened. We talked about putting Stevie Y in his place, even though Stevie Y really was the main reason for our Stanley Cup victory last year. But uh, a nice game, a nice couple of games against the Red Wings. We'll start with the first one. This was on Wednesday, February 3rd. Uh, a big win, 5-1 to over Detroit. Man, poor Detroit fans. What? Tampa scored three goals in the first five minutes of the game. You just knew it was over from there. Um, and it re- really in both games, there, there was just no chance for, for Detroit. Tampa's just the superior team in every single way. Detroit doesn't come close in any aspect of the game. And it re- really came out that way on the ice. You saw that Tampa really just, they controlled every second of the game. They, you know, there wasn't really much time they struggled at all. Um, especially, you know, in this game, the Ravens only muster 16 shots on that. Pretty pathetic, especially, you know, when Tampa only gets 27, then they win 5-1. to one. Um, But so when when team only gets 27 shots, you'd think, okay, the other team probably got in the 30s, but if Detroit only got 16, it just shows how j- just sad that team is right now. Yeah, absolutely, and Thomas Grice got pulled very early after letting up the first three goals to Hedman, Sorelli, and McDonough, uh, and then Calvin Picard came in and performed a little bit better, but uh, it's not really tough to perform much better than giving up three goals on only six shots. But the team looked really good overall. The one thing I would say that I would have liked to be a little bit better is the power play over uh, four on that. Uh, but when you win five to one, there's only so much you can complain about. And uh, 
a poor power play on one night is not really a big deal. So very excited, very happy about the win. Vasilevsky looked great. The whole team looked really good, especially Victor Hedman's first goal. I mean, it was pretty flashy. So uh, a very nice win, but Chase will now talk about the second game between the Red Wings and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, This was similar fashion, only allowing one goal, putting up more than one goal for our Tampa Bay Lightning. Yep, so a 3-1 to win in this game. Yet another game where Detroit really didn't have a chance. They went long stretches without shots. I mean, in the third, they ended up with four total. Um, so it just it was a game that you just never were really. And, you know, the score says it was, it was a little bit closer, but really they, they had no chance to win this. Tampa is just the superior team. Um, but an, another game with no power play goals for Tampa uh, ended up being over 3, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, over 3. So... It, this is something we kind of talked about last year, and I've, we talked about it briefly this year too. Uh, you know, this team seems to struggle in the power play for some reason, but if the team can be this successful without power play success, once it happens, they're unbeatable, and it's you know it's kind of what we started seeing uh, in, in the playoff bubble last year. So whenever that gets going, whenever that power play gets you know like on fire, we can expect like a ten game win streak, honestly. Yeah, absolutely, and you know it's funny because year to year variation is usually. Um, I don't want to say substantial, but there usually is a, a decent difference year to year uh, on the team. Like, obviously, even if the same players are kept, um, not the same storylines happen every year. But it seems like this year, it kind of is staying exactly the same from last year. We talked about the power play struggles early on last year. We also talked about the key reason the Tampa Bay Lightning were having such great success was the depth. And the depth scoring really showed off in this game as Pat Maroon had a goal and Barkley Gaudreau had two to total our three goals to beat the Red Wings. And, you know, the depth that this team had, you thought it may have taken a little bit of a hit when we had to lose some of our, uh, you know, key players like Kevin Shattenkirk on the back end, a couple other guys. And that really isn't the case because we still have good depth. We still have guys that can put up points. And it's really nice to see, especially when your stars aren't performing at their top abilities. And especially when you have a big star like Nikita Kucherov out for the regular season. Yeah, it's just a very, very similar situation to, uh, you know, last season, the 2020 season. So, like, that's just it's really great to see going forward because this should be a team, you know, we've talked about it before. They should have no problem winning this division, going far in playoffs, should be contending for another cup. Um, it, it, it just really is great to see, you know, all these tendencies kind of carrying over. Yeah, and I have to say the one thing that I'm so thankful didn't carry over exactly like last season Vasilevsky has not had a slow start. He's looked very good this season. Very happy about that, obviously. If you guys remember last year um, through, I think, October, the team was like 500, maybe just below 500. It was not looking very good. Vasilevsky was struggling. The defense was struggling to keep Vasilevsky safe from, you know, juicy rebounds and everything and uh, just was not going well. But obviously it turned around pretty quickly. We're able to win the Stanley Cup and now we're looking really good this year as well. But Chase, we now have a game preview. Um, We got Nashville on Monday and Tuesday, a back-to-back but I kind of want to get into the Florida game too. So why don't we talk about both series? We'll start with Nashville. Um, a good team. You know, we just versed them. We just faced them uh, at the end of January and the first game of February. We took both of those games and, you know, a, a good team 
but not a team I'm too worried about. Yeah, it's a team that, you know, matching up against where we're just yet again the better roster. Um, I, I expect it to be a pretty easy, easy two-game sweep for Tampa the way they've been playing. Um, you know, obviously things can change. They could have a bad game here or there. But they've just been playing so well, um, kind of manhandled Nashville last time we played them. I don't think it's going to be that much of a difference this time around, but it's definitely going to be games where Tampa just showing yet again how dominant they are. Yeah, I absolutely agree. We got to make sure to continue our pressure in the offensive zone because this Nashville team, I think their best aspect is their defense. So if we can chip in the puck, grind them down with our depth, like Barthley Goudreau, like Pat Maroon, I think we're going to have really nice success. So um, we'll have to wait and see Monday, Tuesday, those games are happening. But the games I'm just so excited for, we've got the Florida Panthers three games in a row on Thursday, Saturday, and Monday. Because we're going over this now, there will not be a game preview on Thursday. But, uh, I mean, we always call them little brother. But it seems like little brother has really stepped up, really come to play this year. They're looking really good. It's a team that we haven't faced this year, so they could have some new tricks that we don't know about. But, Chase, what do you expect from this matchup? You know, this is kind of like, uh, think of it this way. Th- think think of it in high school. There's a varsity team, a junior varsity team, and a freshman team. So this little brother, the Florida Panthers, they're a freshman, but happened to be good enough to make the JV team. Well, we're the, you know, the, the juniors, senior, older brother were on the varsity team captain. So the, this little brother thinks they're, you know, they're a hot shot. think they're so good and be able to compete against us. But in, in reality, we're, we're just going to shut them down. And that's what's going to happen. You know, Florida, they might be able to sneak out a win here. But Tampa's going to win this uh, series the best of three. They're going to win it at, at least two games, if not all three. Um, because regardless of how well Tampa's been playing, or Florida's been playing, excuse me, Tampa is just a flat-out better team in every way. You know, I'm a big Alexander Barkov guy, big um, Aaron Eckblad guy. Not a big Bob guy, but he's playing better this year. It's kind of what he does. He has good years, bad years, and then kind of alternates that. So the, the team, is they're all just clicking work, like really well right now in Florida. But the Tampa Lightning just happen to be a little better. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, right now, Chris Dreiger, Dreiger excuse me, uh, and Sergey Bobrovsky, they've actually split games, something I didn't really see coming. Um, but Dreiger currently has the better numbers, uh, so I'm interested to see who will start, uh, at least the first game, obviously, against us. Um, but I, I'm just so excited for this matchup. I mean, Alexander Barkov, you know what we think of him. We, we think he's a, a phenomenal two-way forward, one of the more underrated, underrated uh, skaters in the league. Um, Huberto, he's been great for them as well. Ekblad, like Chase mentioned, I mean, they've got a lot of good players. Will they be able to put it all together against us? I'm not really sure. It's going to be exciting. Chase, I'm going to give a 2-1 prediction. I think we take the first game, they take the second, and then when we go back to Tampa Bay, we take that third game. What is your overall prediction for that series? I want to boldly predict a 3-0 series sweep, because why not? Okay, that's bold, but I like it. Uh, Very exciting. Uh, If we take the series in any way, a 2-1 or a 3-0 or a 2-0-1, we will be like solidified. I mean, right now we are currently first in the standings, but when you look at point percentage, the Florida Panthers are just a little bit ahead of us. So if we win this series in any way, we will solidify our spot at the number one position in our division. 
with the point percentage as well. So uh, that's it for the game preview, Chase. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. And on the other side, we're going to be talking some COVID stuff. Uh, you know what? I'm just I, I, so heated because of what, what you're telling me, because I, I do not want to live in a world <laughs> in a world where a craft dinner is the fucking substitute to a good macaroni. You're putting powder. No, no, no. Mac, macaroni, as you call it, is a substitute for KD. God. <laughs> oh my god, go to go to Italy. If you crack ask, open some fucking no, 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 craft no, no, no. dinner. If you ask any Canadian, would they rather have macaroni or KD, they will tell you KD is the best, it is superior, it is a fucking national treasure, and it is the greatest dish in Canada. I'm Mason Dixon, a Habs fan stuck in Leafs country. With my co-host, Corey, a southern beauty trapped deep in the bayous of Louisiana. With over 2,500 kilometers of separation, we still managed to come together to give you Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. While I don't know what a kilometer is, I do know Habs hockey. Don't let the 10-year age gap or distance fool you. We bleed Blue Blanc every week, and we're known to serve up hot takes along with our unique charm. Join us every Monday and Thursday for Hockey Talk, Ref Rage, and your daily dose of Southern ignorance. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Katie is the superior macaroni and cheese. Get the fuck out of here. You put Um, ketchup on your fucking macaroni, you nasty kid? Yes, I fucking do. This has been Habs Nightly. You guys have a great night. All right, and we are back, Chase. We're going to be talking about a little COVID stuff as it looks like the NHL is looking to kind of switch their testing around. Yeah, so apparently uh, they're going to be looking to switch or maybe are officially switching to the rapid COVID testing. Uh, Players have kind of expressed concern where the testing they're doing now, you know, you get tested, then you got to wait a little bit for the results, usually a day, sometimes more. Uh, And if that's the case, you know, these guys are being allowed to play with COVID. That's why the COVID cases have been so high in the NHL. They've just been kind of running through the league, having to reschedule so many games. Uh, You know, this is a tough, like, sport and schedule to try to do a COVID season compared to the NFL where they get a little bit more uh, downtime. So it's it's kind of learning on the fly. Um, Hopefully with the rapid testing, even though it's a little less reliable, they can catch these cases, you know, on on site, stop players from playing and hopefully mitigate uh, future cases. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, the rapid testing, because my family actually has a story about it. My dad, he went in for a rapid test and it was negative and he decided he wanted to do the full test, too, before going back into work. He's a car salesman and it was, I think, like five or six days to get the like real test results. Um, but the, the rapid test was negative and the work, his work was like, all right, well, if the rapid test is negative, we need you back. So he went back and the very next day, the official test came back and said he was positive. So he had, he had to call all his customers and let them know that, you know, he had a a negative rapid test, but the official test is positive. Uh, so he had to work home, work from home for about two weeks. And, uh, it's just crazy how, 
I think the rapid test is only like 60% accurate or something like that. I mean, it could have, it could have improved since, um, that happened. That was a couple months ago, obviously. But I think at the time when I heard about it, I was told that it was like 60% accurate. So it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Obviously it's gonna, it's gonna weed out some players that do actually have it. Um, but it, it could also be, a little flawed. So we'll, we'll have to see how it works. We'll have to see um, if this is any better when it comes to rescheduling games. Obviously, we've had a lot of reschedules so far. So if there is a chance that this reduces that number, then I'm all for it. But speaking of rescheduling, Chase, we just, they keep piling on as more and more come out every single day. Yeah, it's kind of hard for us to keep update updated with this. So I'll just kind of like staying at like with the NHL as they reschedule these games because it happens just so often. You know, we talked about in the last episode, the uh, Tampa games got rescheduled. They pretty much be playing every other day for the rest of the season. Uh, a lot more teams are starting to kind of trend that way too, and we're gonna end up seeing it where some teams are gonna have to end up playing four or five games in you know seven eight days at the end of the year because just they're trying to squeeze them in. Uh, like that, that sucks. It's a lot of hockey. That's tiring. Uh, it increases the chance of injury. So it, it's, it's horrible, but it is what it is. Um, I also really wouldn't be that surprised if, uh, the end of the season got delayed a little bit, if they end up pushing it back a couple weeks, because right now they want to try to, you know, they want to try to finish the Stanley cup on time so they can kind of have a normal off season, but I don't think it's going to be able to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to know the variation of, you know, all the teams that are playing versus COVID. Um, the most games played currently is 15 by Vancouver. The average games played is about 12. Uh, and then you've got a couple teams like Vegas and Dallas and Carolina, only eight games played. So uh, there's quite a variation there, up to seven game difference when it comes to playing. So uh, I, th- I think this is just going to be a trend we're going to have to live with for the rest of the season. Um, it's unfortunate, but, you know, if we want to watch hockey, then this is what we got to go through. We got to make sure our players are safe. So, But, Chase, we now have to talk about a trade, a possible trade, um, and why it may be hard for this type of trade to go on in the future. So this specific trade, I kind of came about it in, in an article I was reading earlier today. Um, I didn't see it before, but it linked me to another article. So I figured we'd, we'd talk about it and then get into a little bit of the um, you know details, kind of, I guess. So this would be a Sam Bennett moving from Calgary to the New York Rangers and Tony D'Angelo coming back the other way. Just kind of a, a flippy-floppy of two guys who don't really want to be there anymore. They want, want a new opportunity elsewhere. So here, here's an issue. We saw with the line A Dubois trade that Peel Dubois had to wait, I think, for, I think he had to wait two weeks. I think he missed uh, seven or eight games total for the Winnipeg Jets because he had a quarantine, had to get over the border. And, like, that's a lot of hockey to miss, especially if there's star players being traded. That, that's a lot. So the problem is, you know, these type of trades where it's going to be Canadian to American, I don't think we're going to be seeing them very often. We might see a couple more, maybe, but that would be about it. But it makes things way more challenging for the Canadian teams because they teams don't want to trade in division. Teams never want to trade in division. They barely want to trade in conference because they don't want to make a, a possible competitor even better. So it, we're not going to really be able to see many Canadian teams offloading too many players. I don't think this year. Yeah, and that's a that's some smart insight right there, Chase. Obviously, with the border restrictions, it's tough um, to you know see those trades going through. So the American teams. Uh, they have a, a big advantage and 
I think that advantage is really key this year with the expansion draft coming up. Um, I, I assume that there's going to be a really, really big trade deadline day. I'm, I'm very excited for it because uh, when don't we get excited for trade deadline days? But uh, y- yeah, it's I, I think you're right. The advantage definitely goes to the American teams. And uh, it's I, I think there will be a couple more. But like you said, that's probably max. Uh, I would assume that some teams are going to be proactive when it comes to having to protect the roster going into the offseason that we are. So we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, that's a nice insight, Chase. That's that's like the first time I've given you props on something that you've done. Good job. That's because you just can't admit that I'm just the greatest and you're finally just – you're accepting defeat and admitting it. I'm not accepting defeat. Yeah, you are. It, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's all right, Chase. You, you did something nice. I'll give you a pat on the head. Go tell your mommy that you got a gold gold star from like today. Um, and now we'll move on to hockey name of the day. Um, oh, this guy, not a very tough name, but I'm loving the nickname. I'm not going to lie. So we got Steve Bozinski, but his nickname, Steve the Puck Goes Inski Bozinski. Yeah, so we haven't done a nickname one in a while. Figure we'd change it up and go back to a nickname one. Uh, so Steve the Puck Gozinski Bozinski is a old old NHL goalie. Um, he he's passed he passed away. I don't know exactly when he passed away. Um, but he was born in 1917. So you know it, he 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 lived a good life. He played in the NHL for a few games, not really very many. Uh, he only ended up playing in nine games back in what it was the 1942-1943 season. Uh, here's a little stat line for him. Uh, Steve led in 33 goals in four games and a total of 55 in nine games. So not very good. So it kind of makes sense why the name was nickname was the puck Ozinski. And also Marisha Shard scored his first goal against him too. So he's got a little bit of a historical tie to him as well. But yeah, uh, Steve Bozinski, terrible NHL goalie, but I ended up getting a great nickname from it. That's just wrong. Uh, like when you started <laughs> telling me about him, I, Man, you, the first thing you go is, yeah, he was a goalie, so obviously you know that the nickname is just terrible. And then you're like, yeah, and he passed away. It's like, oh, my gosh, now we're shitting on him when he's, you know, long gone. That's just terrible. Well, we're not, but the nickname is. So, uh, gosh, you know, I, I, I fully expected this to be a, you know, a very good goal scorer. No, nope. wasn't the case. Nope. Now no, I am, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little flustered, <laughs> um, but that's awesome. I mean, uh, I, I love the nicknames. You know, I, the nicknames are much easier than the harder names. So I'm glad that we weren't, you know, gonna get John Dahl for this one. When, once we get John Dahl on here, we got to get a, a super difficult name, like oh, yeah. to the point where you don't even know how to say it. All right, I'm in. All right, sounds good. So that's going to be it for the episode, guys. Thanks for coming out. Chase is going to give you a little bit more information on how you can support us, and uh, that'll be it. So you can start off by supporting us on Patreon. Uh, Not necessary, but if you want to support us that way, we really would appreciate it. There's some exclusive content on there within the network. Make sure to check that out. Follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. That is at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. The jersey giveaway and contest is still going on, so make sure to get in on that. While you're at it, go follow uh, WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. It's WMP Sports Pod. 
we'll be doing some sort of hockey episode coming up this week. Uh, first time on, on that podcast platform in a little while because we've been covering mostly football this year. So, you know, make sure to be on the lookout for that. Uh, but make sure to check out hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts from the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. You know, let us know your thoughts on the Super Bowl. Let us know your thoughts on Tampa Bay Lightning season. Whatever you got to do. And make sure to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.